folks. Welcome back to Love and Grit. My name is Laia. I'm Justin. And I'm Rachel. And today's episode celebrates two of our Latina sisters redefining the creative and hospitality industries in Philadelphia. We will talk to Shannon Maldonado, who brings her expertise of working for some of the top clothing brands in the world to her Philly-born super brand, Yowie. Also, we are catching up with Jezebel Coriaga, our favorite chef and furniture designer. P.S. what? But first, it's time for our lightning round of Philly Fades. Justin and Rachel, are you ready? Give me your favorite Philly word. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Rachel, you go them. first. I'm going to choose water. <laughs> Not water ice, you're just going straight water. I'm going straight water. I'm thirsty. I need a glass of water. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who's next? Go for it. All right, I hope I'm not stealing Justin's, but come on, man. The best Philly word of all time? That John right there? Yeah, I knew that. over there? That John over there? What John? I mean, it's it's the Philly word. That's it. That's it. (laughs) J-A-W-N, by the way. I should have let you go last, because that's the big finish. No, no, no. Mine is G. Like, G eat your breakfast? (laughs) You don't say that? Like, I literally say it all the time. G? Once he's used it in a sentence, I was like, eh, y'all, y'all, y'all. One of our favorite storylines for Adult Philly Stories are those moments when one of its sons or daughters goes off to the world, learns the depths of their passion, and brings that talent education back home. Well, thank goodness Shannon Maldonado is the perfect example of that. Although Shannon gained her knowledge in design working for brands like Ralph Lauren, American Eagle, and Tommy Hilfiger, she decided her now world-renowned Yowie brand will be based in her hometown of Philly. How and why she did it, that's what we're here for. Tell us your story. Yeah, so I as she mentioned, I grew up here. I grew up in South Philly, actually just a 10 minute walk from my shop. So I grew up. On I Port- love that. But always was creative. My parents like nurtured that in me. I've always made things. I used to make my own clothes in middle school and high school. You and- were that girl. I was that girl. But wait, wait, was it like trendy? Did people think like, oh, wow? Or was it like, eh? Oh, that girl's weird. Not open-minded. It was a mix. Like some stuff I think people are like, yeah. And other things are like, okay, yeah. (laughs) I always loved fashion. And when I graduated high school, I was like, I have to get to New York. I have to go to FIT. That was my dream at the time. And I got to New York and I was... Truly that person just like skipping down Fifth Avenue was like, I can't believe I'm here because like I wanted to be there so desperately and worked in all these fashion brands, as you mentioned. And for a long time, I loved it, really, really loved it. But then I hit a wall creatively and wanted to do something where I just had more ownership of my creativity and had more ownership of the different parts of design that I love. So when you work in you know a corporate setting, it's very much this is what you're good at, this is what we like you to deliver, but you're not kind of able to color outside of those lines. And I felt very frustrated and I had all these other things I wanted to do. So in starting Yowie, it was really a nights and weekends project for a long time. It was just like something to keep me motivated while I was at work. So I just worked on it at night. And then in 2015, when it started to feel like it was forming into something, I started to save money and decided I was going to leave my job. It's very unlike me. I always tell people like I'm a very risk averse person and I quit my job with kind of a plan, which is like not something I think I would ever do if I looked back and asked myself, Mm -hmm. but I knew that I wanted it to be in Philly. My whole family still lives in Philly. At the time I was dating someone in Philly and I kept coming back and I'd ask people like, oh, what's your favorite store? And they're like, 
and it was like three stores. And I'm like, how do we have a city? We have three stores like that people are talking about. I'm so curious. What were the three stores at the time? It was Vagabond, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Arrow. And at the time, they're no longer there, but it was Meadowsweet Mercantile. Mm. Meadowsuite actually ended up being our first pop-up. They were an old city. They're beautiful stores. They still, most of them exist today, but they were all kind of similar in that they were more bohemian and mm-hmm. uh, more holistic yeah. wellness. And I mean, if you've seen my brand, we're colorful and bold and kind of crazy and punky. And I was like, you know, I feel like the brand I want to create still doesn't exist in Philly. And it felt very exciting that Philly, it still to me feels like a retail Wild Wild West. If you want to come here and open a weird store, there is a place for that, which, yeah. and I got very excited about that. And even more excited when I found a space near South Street, which to me is one of the most diverse areas of Philly. When I was a kid, I'd go there and it was like pogs and hip hop people. Like everybody was hanging out on South Street and I yeah. loved that energy. Do you remember that? Just like driving down yes. uh, South Street and there was like people with mohawks. Yeah. Like, I remember I getting would... dressed for South Street. Yeah. I remember that. I was never that cool. I was just <laughs> in the car, like in the backseat. Driving by. <laughs> like looking at, you know oh my gosh. Would feed that passion how did you know that it was like you know what i know people will want to be a part of this and support this i didn't know that philly would feed it i think in my heart i knew that Philly's a place where like if you prove yourself and your intentions they're fans for life so it was like, i'll say it again yeah. that is so essential to yeah. please i feel like we had a great kickoff so the quick version of that story is so i quit my job moved back to Philly a month later. I launched the brand in May, 2016 online. We just had 12 products. It was very small and something in me, I was like, I have to just take a chance. I have to leave my corporate full-time job and move back to Philly. I freelanced at Urban. I made sure I had, you know, a little bit of a safety net while I figured it out. And I got back and I did this pop-up and people were really excited about it. I spent a lot of time really trying to find my community here. I cold emailed 150 people to invite them to this first pop-up. I came back to Philly with maybe five or six friends. So I knew that I had to start from scratch and just be really vulnerable and really open to like, hey, I'm doing this cool thing. Like, (laughs) you know, like I wasn't afraid to say that. Here's the thing. Yeah. That's the great thing about Philly though, right? If you believe in it and you work hard at it and you're nice to people, you're nice to be successful. Yes, Justin. How did you come up with the name? The name is one of a hundred and I think it's like 25 names that I had. It was... That's so funny because when we picked a podcast name, we picked it instantly. Yeah, it was so easy. (laughs) (laughs) It It took us months. And so I can't imagine thinking about putting a sign on the front of a store. Yeah, it took me a while. I asked a lot of friends. I did a lot of mini focus groups. I look back now, it's four years later, and I chose Yali because so Yali is Australian slang for Bigfoot. And the input is that he is this creature everyone is always looking for. We're trying to track him down. He's kind of mysterious. And I wanted to create this brand that was very slippery and like, you can't ever really nail down what we're doing. Yes. Like we're a shop, but then we also do interior design, but then we also do consulting. Don't put us like, in a box. That's right. Box. Like I'm rebelling against my past life. You will never put my brand in a box. We will never be known for one thing. And it just felt so right to choose that as kind of our icon. Mm-hmm. And it's also just a word that's, it's so exuberant. I've never, it's very rare that someone's like, oh, what's your brand? Yowie. They're just like, yowie. Like they scream it and they yell it. It's a, they call it onomatopoeia, right? It that's makes, what it's called when a word sounds like what it is. Yeah. Yes. I forgot about that. Exactly. So it's just, when I started to say it to people and hear them say it back, I was like, oh, this word 
has a lot of really exciting power to it without having any American connotation, which is cool. Like most people here don't know what it means. Mm -hmm. um, I also found out once we launched it, it's like a dirty anime books are also called. <laughs> <laughs> I think everything's probably a dirty <laughs> anime it's book not, somewhere. It's a funny coincidence. It's fine. What was it like when you joined forces with Ubik? Because as a Philly girl, that must have been like yeah. a moment, okay. especially as a sneakerhead too. Right. Right? Yes. Yeah. Just being from Philly, I'm like, mom, I'm on Walnut Street. Like I was like, mom, I <laughs> on Walnut Street. Like I couldn't get past that. And we had the window. That was a huge moment for us. And that was also a huge turning point for us as a brand where for a minute I was like, is this the right thing? You know, trying to calibrate what mm. the brand would be. And then I was like, you know, if I can sell ceramics to sneaker guys, I think that I'm on to something. Like Hell yeah. hugs from us. So it, it felt like a very affirmative moment that we were on the right track. And it's also how I met actually my, now years later, my business partner I met at that pop-up. Yeah. That's a very Philly connection though, right? Oh. Like through Ubik, which is legendary here. Mecca. Totally. So we're celebrating Latinx and Hispanic Heritage Month. What does that mean to you? Does it mean anything to you? What do you want people to know about it? So I'm biracial. My father is Puerto Rican and my mother is Black. Now I'm in my mid-30s. I'm getting to know more of my culture more than ever and wanting to know more about both cultures. Mm. So I think all of it's about, you know, representation and just making sure that people like me feel seen. I think my proudest moments are thinking about when I'm in the shop and someone black or Hispanic is like, is this your shop? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, really? Like they're really excited and impressed and excited. And that's like such a moving, like I didn't start this thinking that that was important. And now four years later, I know that it is. So I think it's about, you know, sharing space, giving people opportunities and making sure people have that visibility and that visibility really is so important. I didn't have that when I was a kid. My heroes were white men, the designers that I loved. I mean, you worked at Ralph Lauren. Yeah, <laughs> my, yeah, my heroes is a tiny Jewish man, but like- Yeah, I, it doesn't get much whiter than Ralph Lauren. <laughs> yeah, but I wish- And that's fashion. Exactly, yeah. And that's fashion. So I think to be a small part or a small face that people can see and relate to or feel like my story inspires their own, I mean, that's huge to me. That's my motivation every day. And Shannon, that's so important, especially now more than ever, making sure we're supporting Black and Brown-owned businesses. You know, everything with the pandemic, it's become even harder to thrive when we knew it was just as hard before with setting up your own business and mm -hmm. making sure that you get the financial support and the community is supporting. So the fact that you are being celebrated and folks are excited, that's great. And we definitely want to continue to support you as well. Thank you so much. And I'm honestly so proud to do it in Philly. And I love that in the shop, we get so many visitors from everywhere. And they're always like, wow, I've never been to Philly. There's so much cool stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah. That's where we are. I like that we're almost between like, a hidden gem and then this thing that people are just discovering. I wanted to big you up too for using your voice during this time as we're going through a whole nother civil rights era. You know, you represent and I appreciate that. Thank you. I feel very fortunate that I have a brand that people resonate with and because I have this platform, it's important that I use it and use my voice to talk more than about products. And when everything was going on and 
people were boarding up their windows. I did the opposite and I put a message of support in the window. And this amount of positive response we got from that was really overwhelming. I was just like, I'll do this and hopefully nobody breaks my window because I'm doing this. But instead it just, it really blew up into something really beautiful. And I was so happy to do that. And it, it felt really good as a leader to stand in that and be really That's proud true of leadership. Yeah. yeah. Proud to be Black. You're proud to be a Black founder and not feel like I couldn't talk about this very important thing that was happening. I love that. I see you, I see you. And I see you with those weights and those responsibilities of being a Latin sister, being a black sister, being a business owner and all of that together. So I just wanted to let you know that I see you. Thank you. Tell us where the store is so everybody can stop in. Yeah, we're located at 716 South 4th Street. And I love it down here. I used to shop at Fabric Row when I was a kid. So that's mm. why we're down here. Where can we uh, find you on social? Yeah, on social, we're at Hello Yowie on Instagram and Pinterest, Facebook, and then our website is shopyowie.com. In Philly, when it's time to enjoy, when it's time to celebrate the good times with good company, you gotta break out the good stuff. Have to. Come football season or your favorite movie, it's time to break out the herbs. Crisp and tasty, sour cream and onion, salt and vinegar. Every bag is an invitation to a good time somewhere. No RSVP needed. So live it up and crunch it down for the downright fun times and nothing short of the best times. Break out the hers. All right, so let's get this straight. Jezebel Curiaga teaches cooking, owns a restaurant, and designs furniture? Yes. Jezebel Studio and Cafe has been a welcome force in its West Philadelphia neighborhood, flaunting some of the best Argentinian food in the city. You will eat it and you can learn how to make it all while sitting in furniture handmade by Jezebel. Sounds amazing. Well, she is me, Jezebel Cariaga. Hi, everyone. Hi, Laia. Hi, Rachel. Hi, Hi Justin. Hi. I'm so excited to be here. We're Thank happy you to for have joining you. us. You've often referred to yourself as an adoptive Philadelphian, and I'm so curious, what made you fall in love with our region? As a kid, I always look up to the Northeast Corridor. I'm from Northwest Argentina. There is something about this part of the country and America that I just love. It's the greet, whatever comes with it, the work, the hustle. So I'm going to say serendipity somehow brought me here. And the first time I came here was actually in October 2008, so over like 12 years. And I just love the city. It's not New York and it's not like overwhelming. It's actually very friendly mm -hmm. and you can get around easily. You have the river. I mean, that's just to start. Yeah, definitely um, a walkable city, that's for sure. And the very neighborhood oriented kind of a pace, you know, and you kind of know everybody. When you start like living here, you get to know people. But I think you have to be a everyone. certain kind of person, right? Like you're obviously <laughs> a very social person, a very hospitable person. <laughs> everyone knows your empanadas. Food is like what brings people together. I think especially in the city. Yeah, and the one thing that I will say as an a person who grew up somewhere else. You look up at these places, right? Like these big cities in the US, da, da 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 And then I get myself here and actually it's not that much different. People love food in the city. People love family. People are really close. If you love someone, you love them and you tell them that you love them. So I think there is a togetherness. Sometimes I find myself in the street of West Philadelphia and it reminds me of the streets that I grew up running as a child where there were a lot of of trees 
So, you know, Philly has that familiarity that I don't think you can find it in other places. You don't find it in Brooklyn. You don't find it in, in San Francisco, but you find it here. People just coming together, loving food and strong family bonds. And that's what I grew up with. And I'm happy I found it here. So you mentioned family, and I know that you had family visit with you early on when the pandemic first started. Oh, my God. How were you able <laughs> to share Philadelphia with your family member with so many things at the time that were closed? How did you share your love for our region? Well, I was my dad and uncle and my brother were here and I just had to run the show and I was like, guys, <laughs> this is what we're going to do every day. <laughs> you know, it was putting together a little bit of a plan. And then uh, my dad actually helped me in the kitchen every single day for mm. three and a half months. And last, yeah. listen, I love this man. And I, now I love him even more, you know, and uh, he actually helped me to get through all of these and talk about having family on like these really tough times. We did takeout from different restaurants. One day was sushi, another day was Vietnamese cuisine. And that's what Philly has, diversity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Have some hummus from this and half. So I make sure like we brought that home and that we, I shared a little bit of the food from Philly. And whenever we could, we will go to Kenneth Square or we will just go and take a walk at the Navy Yard, which is one of my favorite places in the city. I love the Navy Yard. What's your transportation of choice in the Navy Yard? Bicycle. I keep hearing about that and people say it's like magical. <laughs> I got to do this. I still haven't even been to the Navy Yard. So I'm like open eye, like tell oh me all gosh. about it, Jezebel. We the- are going like, yeah. Okay. Me too there. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm on my bike. I'm a biker. Yeah, sure. So yes. <laughs> I love it. I live right in Center City West. So I just head straight to Broad Street and go all the way down. It's around like a 10 mile loop Ooh, coming back yes. and forth. You can do it in an hour. It's awesome on a Sunday at 6.30 in the morning when nobody is out there. You know, and then when you're in the Navy Yard, like you have all these little buildings and these little nooks to just go around. It's beautiful. One of my favorite things is to grab a picnic and, of course, head to the Navy Yard. Another one is just walk around uh, Washington Square. It's so peaceful. I know, right? And we forget it's there. Mm -hmm. And and Emil at Sahaf, that's one of my go-to things whenever I have guests out of town. And then if someone meets me here for lunch or something, I have my little tour in West Philly where we just walk for like 20, 30 minutes. And we used to sit down at VMTN, this cafe on Baltimore Avenue. And most likely now we will do either takeout or we will share lunch Mm -hmm. at the cafe on 45th and Walnut. That sounds like a great day. Good itinerary. (laughs) Everybody taking notes? Actually, I was. I was like, wait, what did she do? Why do you always have her pen and paper ready? How would you describe your style of food? Simple yet delicious. That is... (laughs) No, I mean, I make very kind of homey food. It's very simple. I try to use as many local ingredients as we can. You bite into an empanada and it's like nice and crunchy outside and very juicy in the middle. And the spices are just right. It's hard to find a word to describe it, but I think simple is the way to go for me. I was going to ask you the story of the empanada because it seems like every, it depends on the Latin country, but like Argentina has an empanada, Brazil has an empanada, like everybody has a version. And what is the story and who is the original? 
originator of the empanada. What I know of, we have this strong influence. So there are all kinds of empanadas all over the world. You right. know, Filipinos have an empanada. Wow. And any kind of dumpling, it is kind of an empanada. So that's kind of what happens. But we receive this very strong influence from Spain. And they have the empanada gallega, which is kind of like a half moon shaped pie. It's mm-hmm. close. Empanada means between bread. So anything that is between bread it could be considered an empanada. And you know what? The funny story is I grew up thinking empanadas were kind of like the thing I would mm-hmm. eat around my grandma's and in Argentina. Like, yeah, our empanadas are so Argentinian. And I was 16 and we went for summer holidays to Chile, mm. Northwest Chile. And then I'm like, they make empanadas and they sell empanadas. You know, this is me around like maybe 15, 16 years old. And I had one Chilean empanada and I was like, no, this is not an empanada. This is something else. <laughs> now, trust me, I do crave Chilean empanadas and I make them sometimes. But it was that like cultural shock. It was sweet and it had right. calamata olives and it had like a lot of onions, which it was so unfamiliar to what I grew up having. So how do you go from there when you're 15 to now when you have the title of Queen of Empanadas in Philadelphia? (laughs) That part. Ah, I wish I knew. Um, But I'll say this. There is no linear path for what I did. I went to school for tourism and hospitality management. I love to cook. I grew up cooking. I'm not a trained chef, but I can make a mean empanada. You know, I think for me, since I moved to Philly and I knew I was moving here to open the cafe, it's been little by little reconnecting with that food that I really love. We have the the food part covered. How does the furniture making come in? I'm going to say I'm a very curious person. Please tell us just like the first moment. I just need to know the first moment you put your hand on some metal and was like, I'm going to make this something. I made like these little side tables, coffee tables on my teenage years. I was a very handy kid. You were doing a lot as a, as a teenager. I mean, does, has anybody else done as much as a teenager? <laughs> I wanted to. that now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I feel so lucky because my parents were like, I want to make a table. And then my dad will go and get some wood and he will help me set it up. But here in the U.S., I wanted a little more design-like things. And you know what? To be honest, I couldn't afford it. Most of these things that I really connected with, they happened because a friend said something to me. The table that I have my computer now and I have all of these set up, a friend of mine said like, hey, I have this piece of glass. If you get some legs, maybe you can have a nice table for your house. And I was like, sure, sounds great. Let me look it up. So that's kind of how my furniture thing started. Making furniture and making food, there is not that much difference, right? In the sense of you need a material, you need ingredients. You grab this material, then you have to treat it, you have to cut it, you have to chop it, you have to stain it, you have to cook the food. When do you salt it? So I think the processes are similar. I'm just using different materials. Hmm. You're like phenomenal. I, I want to ask you about this cooking like grandma series that you do. I said grandma. I know it's grandma. In light of Hispanic Awareness Month, in light of everybody talking about this monolithic Latino vote, like it's just one thing, but it's the community is so diverse and there's so many oh countries. Oh my goodness. Can Absolutely. you talk about that and why you chose to do it in 
the things that have flourished from it? I'll start by saying this. I think what I do is very connected to kind of my personal evolution. And I think I make this room to explore what I'm feeling at the moment. And that is started as very simple, like I'm craving my grandma's meal. That was it. You know, mm-hmm. I was like, what would happen if we have something that is called if my grandma were to cook you lunch? And that's how it was like, okay, let's make it a dinner series. Let's invite one chef at a time so we can truly highlight this person's grandma and we can really like dig into the relationship they had with the food that they grew up eating. Mm-hmm. You know, most cooks and chefs, I will say, they have some early experience in their childhood, whether it was family or parents or grandmas that really connects them to what they do today. You know, we had a meal from Honduras. We had a meal from Mexico. We had a meal from Spain. We had a Filipino meal. And you know what? The similarities you find Mm -hmm. are a lot more than actually the differences that you will find. And that's what I love about it. And, you know, we create this meal where you have truly our grandma's dishes on the table, maybe a little more elevated, but the soul is there. Jezebel, as it's Latinx and Hispanic Heritage Month, which runs from September 15th to October 15th, what do you want people to know about that month? What do you want them to take away? I want them to be open-minded. I want them to be curious and I would like people to walk into all of these places with an open mind. Latino, I think we're not talking enough about how diverse we are. Mm-hmm. The accent is just one minor thing. If you go to Mexico, Honduras, Panama, Colombia, Chile, Cuba, Argentina, Puerto Rico, Cuba, I'm like, Puerto goodness Rico. gracious. <laughs> yeah. The one thing I will tell people is like, just be open-minded to listen their stories, to know where they come from. We do have a thread in common, but there is also so many beautiful things to learn about each country, each culture, each region. Mm-hmm. You're going to be surprised. At the end of the day, we are all humans. And the more we learn about something else, the better this world is going to be. The more that we embrace diversity, we're going to be a better world. Where can we find you? You can see me cooking at Jezebel's at 45th and Walnut. So we are 204-208 South 45th Street. You can follow us on Instagram. Most likely see me in the kitchen. That's where you will find me. And that's one of my favorite places to be. What great energy from these two ladies, huh? Mm-hmm. I love today's conversation. I love every conversation. We have great guests. I'm going to say it. It's just making There's my so list many- longer. I got so much to do. <laughs> we have more ideas, though, for great gifts. You know, yes. If you supporting black and brown-owned businesses or just need unique gifts. Yes, cooking classes with Jezebel. That's and then smart. And you yeah. pair it with, like, a Visit Philly Overnight hotel package. And, look at, you know, look at Rachel. She, yeah. It's true, because... People don't think about that. Think about it. So much time has gone by, right? And you Mm. haven't seen family members or you've been stuck in the house. So you might want for your own gift, you know what? I want to enjoy someone taking care of me. I want to be at a hotel or I want family to come visit but I don't want you to stay in the house. So oh, yeah. I'm going to give you a gift. Like, here, stay at a hotel and we'll still do something outdoors and you don't have to stay with me. All right, so she's getting us hotel rooms. Like, yeah, that's, that's what I heard. I know. We're in. Four Seasons, right? Here. Why not? <laughs> and pair it up with something from Yowie or... Some of Jezebel's and I was about to say, yes. We have tons of things for you to check out. Great itineraries at yeah. visitphilly.com. 
please check us out there. And don't forget to tell your friends about Love and Grit because we hope you enjoy these conversations as much as we do. 